Welcome. Y saludos amigos. A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pot, where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, even some sports, and a bit about ourselves. I'm your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back. We're excited to have you with us, guys, for another great episode. You can expect to get concession sand, trailers, TV land, and our feature presentation will be Cheers for Fears. Come check it out on the second part episode titled Cheers for Fears 3. It's going to be Best Halloween Songs and Family Friendly Horror. But we'll get to that in the other episode right now. Jason, what you been up to, man? Uh, not much, man. You know, just uh, uh, prepping up for the start of the NBA season. So that's pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. We're recording on Monday, October 17th. So the official NBA season starts tomorrow with uh, some pretty good games. Uh, Lakers and Warriors start uh, kick off the late game. I forgot who plays the morning game, but I know it's a good one. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I, I haven't talked to you this, this past week. Uh, so since our, the last time we recorded, I uh, went to go see FKJ. Um, amazing. I went with Jamie. It was on a Tuesday. Uh, dude, so good. Highly recommend seeing him live, dude. He's just like a, a one-man band. But uh, this time, with because uh, of the release of his new album, it looks like he needed some help to like play the other instruments, the drums and stuff, because he definitely had a lot more drums in his new album. Uh, so he had uh, people around him helping him out. But he was still looping the songs on his own. Uh, dude, it's amazing, dude. If you ever... If you ever have a chance to see him live, highly recommend. Uh, what else? Uh, you know, prepping up for spooky season, bro. We uh, carved pumpkins uh, this past weekend uh, dope, with dope. Jamie and her friends, so that was cool. Uh, I don't know if I send you the pictures of uh, my pumpkins, but... No, you didn't, but you sent me a picture of your thousand-piece Halloween puzzle. Oh, yeah, we finished that on Sunday, so that was cool. Yeah, and, you know, we're just... Yeah, man, just prepping for a, a, a spooky season. Uh, we... So my pumpkin was, um, you're not going to get this reference to, but to all my Rick and Morty fans out there, I carved um, a Rick pumpkin, uh, but it was like pickle rip Rick, but pumpkin Rick, right? So it's this whole thing where he turns himself into a pickle. So he turned, I'm saying like, you know, Morty, I turned mm-hmm. myself into a, a pumpkin, right? So it, it's, it's, a, it's an inside joke. If, if you start watching Rick and Morty, you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's hilarious. Apparently, there's a Pickle Rick episode you told me about. Yeah, yeah. I need, yeah. I need to at least watch a few episodes of this show. Dude, trust me, you'll like it. I promise you. All right, cool, cool, man. Sounds like yeah. you've been doing all right. You've been yeah, doing man. all right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm preparing for the spooky season, so I did definitely some spooky activities. What about you, man? What, what, uh, would you, would you have going on this past couple weeks? Well, a couple weeks back, I went to Six Flags. I actually met your cousin there, man, Danny. And oh, his yeah. wife Celeste, bro, and cousin, without the kids, right? Without the kids, without the yeah, kids, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me about uh, his uh, <laughs> that he lost the the rental keys, <laughs> so yeah, I heard I thought, that was a whole fiasco. Yeah, I hope they were able to get home not too late, man. That sucks. They were super cool, man. I had a good time with them. They were a lot of fun. I hope they come back down, man. It was a good time. And Danny looked like he was he was definitely having a good time. He's got the uh he's got the wisdom grays, man. I was like, hey, it looks good on you, bro. It looks good. Yeah, dude. Same here, brother. Same here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dang. 
I hope mine mine look good when they start coming in, because uh, you see some people and they, it just it doesn't look right on them. Right. So, so you don't have down. any you don't have any grays coming in. I, I think Danny has more than I do, but I have a good amount of grays too. You'd be surprised. I only saw them in his beard. I don't know if he's got it in his hair. Um, I've got like a couple here and there. Like I've, I think I pulled one gray hair and then I saw another one maybe like a month ago, but I can't find it now. So and that's okay. Me. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're coming. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're coming. Just a little, a little slower, which I'm fine with because I'm like, eh, well, at least I'll. We'll have the dark hair for a little while longer. But yeah, it was looking good. They were looking really happy and relaxed. So I'm sorry about their their mishap with the keys. And all because uh, the people wouldn't let them put bring in a backpack. Yeah, he was telling me he said he was pissed. So I mean it happened. So luckily they were able to like, you know, just get it all sorted out. So Yeah. Which for me on the other end, I ended up getting strep. Like I think I had strep that whole day. But it got really bad at the end of the day when we were at Six Flags. Like, we were supposed to hang out and do a bunch of other stuff that night. I just slept for, like, 14 hours. <laughs> Damn, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was a long, long recovery. I had to even miss a day of work. I'm st- I still got a bit of a cough. Not going to lie. That was over a week ago. I'm like, it's still there. It's still hanging around. But this oh, past just... weekend, we celebrated... My sister-in-law Amanda's birthday. Shout out, Amanda. Uh, Father-in-law Armando's birthday. And then we went to a family friend's child's birthday named Caleb. So lots of birthdays. For Amanda's birthday, we went to Fogo the Chow, dude. I, I, I enjoy going to the Brazilian steakhouses so much. It's ridiculous. I, I overeat like a motherfucker. But that is some of the best food like I've ever had anywhere. Bro, I love me some photo chow, bro. It's so good, right? Oh, so good, dude. And what's weird to me is that their their sirloin is their best cut of meat, like the one that they do the best. I think they do it better than the their filet mignon, better than the their top sirloin. Yeah. The, oh, the top yeah. sirloin. Yes. Yeah, top sirloin. Yes. Yeah. The bottom sirloin is good too, though. Well, I mean, all 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 three of the cuts that they have, solid. Uh, dude, oh, and they're they're uh fried. Is it fried bananas? I don't know, but Jimmy and I love those, dude. And yeah, and they're, they're mashed potatoes, kind of, dude. Mashed potatoes. I hear the mashed potatoes fart. are good. I didn't try them. I was trying to stay focused. You know what I mean? On the meat. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I always go salad bar, so I had like some uh, salmon. I, had... Ooh, I go I go light on the salad bar. Mm-hmm. I, I do know, get man. me some cheeses, bro. I do get the me some cheeses, cheeses are good, especially yeah. the manchego cheese. Oh, so good. Uh, even the fruit, man. Like I know that's random. You're like, you get fruit anywhere, but you know when it's quality fruit, like the freshness and taste are ridiculous. And sure enough, every time you go, like all their fruit is super fresh, super tasty. I had a bunch of kiwis with my fucking meal. It was fantastic. Anyway, moving on though, away from the food, uh, I've got some bad news, Jason. I've got some bad news. What? What, what man? Everything alright? no no it's not you know why blade has been delayed almost a whole year that's right forgot about that remember the last time we talked how the director had to bow out because he had he had scheduling conflicts because they had pushed blade back well now they have to push blade back more because 
they no longer have a director. So instead of November 3rd, 2023, it's going to be September 6th, 2024, which you know what used to be getting released on September 6th, 2024? Uh, probably another movie, but it, I, I can't remember. Deadpool, my friend, with Wolverine. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That one got pushed back too now. Say, it happens well, though. It was Are September 6th. No, no, I guess not. Yeah. You know, this is what Gabby said. She was like, I'm not surprised at all. It happens. They keep doing it. I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I was being positive. But yeah, it was September 6th, 2024. And now it's November 8th, 2024, which was. So I'm going to give you guys a few dates because they're all like. They all pretty much were the previous date of something else. Now that, November 8th, used to be Fantastic Four. So Fantastic Four is moving to Valentine's Day 2025. And Secret Wars was supposed to be later that year, but I guess it's getting moved another six months uh, to May 1st, 2026. Of course it is. Yeah. I think the only Avengers movie coming out that year is going to be the Kang Dynasty. So, yeah, yeah. Lots of delays, guys. But what I will say is, even though they're all delayed, Blade is still coming first. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I, I really I'm excited with uh, Mushal Ali. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's a phenomenal actor. And uh, yeah, it's just a shame that we have to wait a little bit longer. But hey, you know what? As long as they find a director, get it right, and uh, the script is great, you know, I don't want it. I don't want it rushed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. More of an update, and at least we know like, it was already a far away away. Now it's like, ah, eh, well, it's still a very yeah, far it's away. Yeah, it's waiting a few more months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, but another piece of news that I think you're going to be really excited about because I'm pretty sure you're a big Scorsese fan. Oh hell yeah, dude! What's up? So, Gangs of New York. Did you enjoy that movie? Oh, love that movie. So they got a TV series in the works. And guess what, man? This wasn't even the first time they tried to turn this into a series. They were thinking about doing different cities and different uh, immigrant groups before. Now it's going to be set in the same time period, but with different characters as the movie, which either one I'm fine with because that storyline was so unique. Like you, You didn't see movies in that time period that were not about the Civil War. So it's super interesting to see what daily life was like in urban America during that time period. That'd be crazy. And then, uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to be kind of hard to bring back Daniel Day-Lewis. Well, Daniel Day-Lewis. Spoilers. Dies. So, DiCaprio. So, uh, yeah, it's just... It would be hard to get either of those two for a show, too. Yeah, you know how expensive that would be? Yeah, (laughs) that'd be wild. But yeah, man, that was too. such a great film, and I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to see what this show looks like. Scorsese is probably going to direct an episode. I can't wait to see it, man. I think that's a golden idea, and I'm, I'm on board. They're going to be shopping it around, I think, next month. So be on the lookout for any news, guys, of uh, Gangs of New York TV series. It's a piece of sad news, though, for you, Jason. What do you got for me? You got feel like you've been getting me hitting me with the sad news, bro. Besides this last one, <laughs> you're right. Well, okay. How about are are you a Harry Potter fan? I can't say I am, but okay, I do okay. enjoy some of the movies. But yes, I heard the news. 
and uh, I was sad because he's probably one of my favorite characters in that in those films. Yeah, Robbie Coltrane, Hagrid himself, aka Hagrid himself. Yeah. yeah. So my my niece Charlie, shout out to Charlie. She loves absolutely loves Harry Potter. Her this her birthday party that she had this year was a Harry Potter themed. Mm-hmm. Um, she yeah, dude, she absolutely loves it. So I told my sisters like, did you tell did you tell Charlie yet? She's like, yeah, she was really, really sad. I was like, damn, that's us. So, yeah, man, he was one of the most lovable characters on that series, man. Or just, just lovable characters, period, you know? Mm hmm. So, yeah, so passed away at 72. Um, sadly to say, even in the, in the reunion special, they were talking about how in 10 years, uh, people would be watching uh, Dead Harry Potter and Hagrid. And he was like, We'll all, they were like, we'll all be here watching. And he's like, well, I won't be here, but you will be. And I was like, oh, my God, he knew he was going to die soon. You know, it's yeah, weird. Like, I, dude, honestly, I probably wouldn't want to want to live to be like, what, 90, 90 plus, 72? That's a good life, man. That's that is a life. good life. That is a good life. Can't hate on that. Although people who live longer get to see their great grandkids. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, if your kids have kids, right? So yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, it's it's strange. I feel like people who who are going to pass away within a year or two of them passing, sometimes less, right? It's like they know when they start saying and doing things a little different, just to like make sure to shore up anything, any doubts in people's minds or whatever it may be, close any doors that are still open. So it was interesting to hear him say that. All right, yeah, but, man. Well. Yeah, to another piece, somber man. note, actually, uh, I know this one's going to get you, Jason, because it's all about how uh, animation at Warner Brothers is getting downsized uh, a good amount. So Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers Animation are going to be brought under one roof. That means 82 staffers have been laid off and 43 of those positions are never going to be refilled. They're just not going to have as many staff and they're going to be combined. So, you know, that means they're going to prioritize a lot of the main projects from each. I think Cartoon Network probably has a lot of projects that they're going to lose because they've got way more cartoons. Oh, yeah. Uh, And obviously Warner Brothers Animation usually does the big stuff. The big stuff is probably going to mostly survive. Maybe some of their smaller projects will be gone. And then the biggest shows from Cartoon Network are probably going to survive. They're acting like nothing's going to change. But come on, when you lose 82 staffers, you're telling me nothing's going to change. Everyone's going to take on the work of 82 people. No. Well, that kind of sounds like they're going to cut a lot of, like you said, they're going to cut a lot of the Cartoon Network shows. So that kind of sucks. But it's kind of just the end of Cartoon Network as we know it. I know, man. A lot of people are saying, no, Cartoon Network's not dead. No, it's not. It's still going to be a channel. You're still going to be able to see reruns of all the other stuff. They're still going to come out with new stuff. It's just not going to be at the level of which it was. And there's a possibility that the quality will be different. I mean, I don't watch Cartoon Network now, but I know that that was a staple for me as a kid and for a lot of kids, like, even after me. Because they came out with hit shows Long after I was not watching Cartoon Network anymore. I watched it when there was Dexter's Lab, Johnny Bravo, the Powerpuff Girls. Cow and Chicken. Yeah, kids were still watching it. Tsunami. 
getting into what is it a regular show and adventure time and the amazing world of gumball those were all shows that i way past my time but kids were obsessed with them yeah yeah some of them were pretty funny like uh, i've only seen adventure one. time right yes i've never seen adventure really time i've only seen amazing world of gumball that one was pretty funny yeah amazing world of gumball is funny yeah so i don't know what that's gonna look like now but let's on a realistic they're going to have to downsize. It's just going to happen. There's, there's no other way that, that they can do it. No, but yeah, man, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll still get a lot of stuff. Like you said, we'll still get a lot of stuff that we like, just not as much content coming out. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's still, they're still keeping the animation studio alive. So that's, that's good. Uh, but moving on to some other news, man, about Warner Brothers and not animation, but just Warner Brothers in general. Wait, one thing, one thing. What's and up? then you can say yours. There's one show I want Katya to get into that's from Cartoon Network, and I hope they don't cancel it. If you get a chance to watch it, man, it's a show with some heart. Like, it has a moral to the story. It looks like a lot of fun, and it's about friends hanging out. Super original. It's called Craig of the Creek. Craig of if, the Creek. Craig of the Creek, yeah. And it is so, it's such a cool little show. So I really hope Katya gets into it. Because uh, it looks like one of the shows, it looks like a modern day version of some of the shows that we grew up with, or like other. It's like one of their marquee shows. I think it could be. So we get more of that show. But sorry, go ahead with Warner Brothers. Yeah, man. So uh, another person um, keeps getting into trouble, man. You know, none other than uh, than Ezra Miller himself. Or what themselves? No. <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah, he's. Uh, they are facing 26 years in prison for entering their neighbor's home to steal liquor. I so, remember that. We reported that. Oh, yeah, we reported that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we talked uh, about it on the pod, all right? Uh, you did? Okay, well, I just saw an update. Uh, so, like, I guess that's happening. So, Well, he's and... getting charged. He could face up to... I, I know he 26, pled... yeah not guilty but, so he could face 26 yeah so facing 26 think? years in prison i don't think it'll be 26 but yo man this is like fifth strike dude you feel me so yeah ezra miller yeah but you know just, some just news a problematic on, person yeah just news on them because you know they <laughs> i feel like we're always talking about uh about them you know so uh but yeah that was it uh on my end for our consensus stance well, I hope they get their shit together, is all I can say. I don't even know if the apology from Warner Brothers was, like, honest. But we haven't heard anything new, right? Now, these are just the charges from before, so maybe. But I feel like they need to, I mean, they need to serve some sort of justice for all the things that they've done. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what that looks like. I am not the law. I'm not saying that 26 years in prison. I'm just saying something. So, so like the, you know yeah just you know breaking into your neighbor's house and then just causing a ruckus in hawaii and just just a bunch of shit already man like it's just crazy like it's like enough is enough like we gotta sl- sl- you know slap on the wrist you know what i mean at least something yeah so show that you're you're gonna change too oh definitely dude and it doesn't seem like anytime soon you know so so in lighter news, Jason, let's let's get into the theater, man. We've got way too many snacks. We're not going to eat all these. You know we're going to feel sick during the movie. Let's get in there. The lights are dimming. We're getting into trailers, ladies and gentlemen. 
Got a few for you. So first off, I don't know if you remember these, but the third Hercule Poirot film is coming out. They're working on it now, and they casted Michelle Yeoh. Shout out to Michelle Yeoh, everything everywhere. Tina Fey and Jamie Dornan as probably the top three build cast members. This one is going to be called A Haunting in Venice. I don't know if you ever saw them, Jason. Uh, One of them is Death on the Nile with Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, and there were a a few other famous people in that one. But it's about a murder on the Nile. And then the first one that came out was Murder on the Orient Express, which is a murder that takes place on a train. And it is the murder of Johnny Depp's character. Uh, this one also features a bunch of famous people, including Michelle Pfeiffer. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be the third part. These books, um, the original books, I think, by Agatha Christie, right, were the inspiration for the Knives Out storylines as well. So that's interesting because if Knives Out is a book, I'm not sure if it is or is not, but if it is a book, the author was inspired by Agatha Christie as well. If not, then it was just the director. Hmm, But I get the two confused. Yeah, I'm excited to see it, man. I like whodunits. That's why I want to see that uh, Amsterdam movie. Fletch. Oh, Oh. Amsterdam as well. Yeah, I hear that one's already out. Reviews. Confess oh, Fletch, yes. Confess Fletch is out. It's got John Hamm, and he has to prove that he's innocent because he's been framed. The story follows uh, um, he is a private detective, and he's really good at what he does, so he's going to try to figure out how to get himself out of being guilty because he has been framed. I hear it's a really funny, uh, reverent film. I, I want to see it, man. I hear it's just a good time. So I'm excited because I love those whodunits. And that, I mean, the Hercule Poirot thing just reminded me of that. I definitely am considering getting it. Only reason I haven't yet is because it's theater at home right now. And it's mm. 26 bucks. Yeah, pretty so expensive like, ones like that, yeah. Yeah, should I buy it for 26 yeah. or should I rent it for 20 yeah, I don't just know. Wait. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I can wait. I just don't want to. Anyway. So are are you into those kinds of films? Yeah, man. They're they're really interesting, especially with like it's always fun seeing a stack cast because you're you're like, oh, this person's in it, you know? So And they always I mean, have like beautiful sets. Yeah, yeah, they're always, they're cool always time. Yeah, and they're always not bad either. You just kind of wish your like favorite actor has a little bit more screen time, but you know, it's it's an ensemble cast, so you gotta make sure it's all even and especially if it's a, a whodunit, you gotta make sure you're getting even amount of screen time, so you have like suspicion of everyone and not just one person. God, how annoying that must be as like a director, screenwriters trying to figure out how to get everybody the right amount of screen time, especially if like you wrote the script and then they put people into those roles and you're like, oh, we have to rewrite now so that we can like give them the proper amount of screen time because they're a pretty big name or whatever it may be. It sounds. Yeah, it really does. So, all right, moving on to the next thing though. Uh, November 11th, if you guys are Western fans, Prime Video is actually going to come out with a Western starring Emily Blunt. And um, I don't know the actor's name, but Tita said that he came out in the Twilight series, I guess, as one of the Wolf family members. And he's going to play a Native American man who is her love interest. I don't know exact details there, but it looks like a... 
No, not Taylor Lautner. No, okay. no, no. One of his other family members. Yo, did you know his wife, he got married recently? No kidding. And uh, do you know what his wife's name is? What? Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor Lautner is married to Taylor Lautner. So. Oh, wow. That's that. I don't know if I, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's not something that would stop you, but it'd be weird, right? Like, yeah, just on a day-to-day basis, getting names confused with your significant other. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I don't, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the guy's actual name, the other dude, but uh, they look like they're star-crossed lovers. I don't know what their, what their aim is or what their goal is, but the, sh- the movie is going to be called The English. So definitely want to see more details on it. I grew up on Westerns. Uh, I don't remember a lot of them, but what I do remember is watching them with my uncle, and that was a really good time. So I'm excited to see it. Hopefully you guys check it out too. November 11th, Prime Video, The English. Jason, you want to you wanna tell us about this next one? So I know we talked about this, but they are announced some cast members for this, right? So Transformers Rise of Beasts is casting Michelle Yeoh and Pete Davidson. I don't know if I like the Pete Davidson one, but um, that's all I that's all we know so far as far as cast members, right? Unless there's they've announced some other ones recently. Not that I know, but again, yeah. shout out to Michelle Yeoh. Having Just, a moment. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm pretty sure it's because of that film, dude. Everything everywhere all at once. Just getting casted left and right after that. I know. She did man. a phenomenal took, job. She took a little and now she's back with a vengeance let's go let's go honestly yeah i just kind of don't know if i want to hear pete davidson's voice in one of the transformers you feel me like unless it's like a comedic character type of character but i don't know how i feel about that one it's got to be if they casted pete davidson yeah it's not like they're going to use him for his like dramatic acting chops so that's true but like it's also action-packed with some fun moments, so they're probably going to use him as the comedic relief in some of those moments. I'll be, I just hope they don't overdo it. Yeah, well, he's got a very dry humor, so I don't imagine them overusing him that much. Yeah. They'll give him I'm, like the really good one-liners. Yeah, I, I mean, like. he did. I he hope. did. A, he did a good job in um in uh um Suicide Squad, the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he died right, right away. But, yeah. All the <laughs> The few minutes he was on there, yeah. yeah. I still want to see him in King of Staten Island, man. I hear it was a pretty solid film. Oh yeah, I saw about half of it. It's 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 pretty. Dark. It's a dark comedy. It's uh, very interesting. But yeah. I just feel like how he, I feel like he plays himself in this in this film though. Mm. Well, it is supposed to be like his own life story, right? So yeah. So uh, yeah, that should. So well, I guess I have to watch it. Is it worth watching? Is the question. Oh no, I really enjoyed it, but I I think I was at a I think I had to go somewhere. My friend my roommate was watching it and I got stuck on the couch looking watching it, but then I had to then I had to leave. I, I forgot I had to do something. I forgot what it was. And I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll end up finish watching it cuz I really was interested, but uh I just never watched it again cuz I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Eric rented it, so we only had it for a few few days, so and then oh, it expired. No yeah. I can't remember if I, I don't know if that was it exactly, but for some reason I couldn't watch it again. And then I just forgot. And then I just never watched it again. Huh? Well, yeah. 
I'll try. I to did see like I it from what it. I saw. Yeah, I'll see if I can watch it. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but uh, you'll never believe it. Disney. Okay, get this. They're gonna take an old story, uh, m- mostly like a folk tale type of story, very famous around the world, and then they're gonna turn it into a movie. They've never done that. Isn't that crazy? You're being sarcastic right now. <laughs> I like how you pointed it out. You're being sarcastic right now, aren't you? <laughs> yes, correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, listen, I'm still going to watch it, and I'm glad that they're not remaking an old story. But I'm like, yo, I see I see Disney always do the same thing, right? Even with the newer movies, like... Frozen, Moana, those are all based in, in folklore. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're based in some kind of folklore. So I find that interesting. I, right from the start, Snow White, folklore. Pinocchio, folklore. Robin Hood, folklore. Uh, Little Mermaid. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. I don't know about The Lion King. That might, that, I mean, it is the return of the prodigal son storyline. So I don't know. Oh, wait. Yep, I feel folklore. like The Lion... The Lion is. King is... It is. They just put animals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's based on a specific story, though. God, that's uh, going to kill me. Moses. No, not Moses. I don't know. Prince of Egypt. Low-key uh, non-Disney film. Animated film. Great film. Another one. Another one. But you get my point. Yeah. So most of these are based on something and they're going to do this again. I'm actually, I'm still excited to see it just because at least it's a new one. You know, they're not going to redo Aladdin in live action or remake Pinocchio in live action or do a third uh, Peter Pan movie that nobody asked for or a second Peter Pan movie that nobody asked for. So that's cool. They're not going to do that anymore. But they are going to finally develop 1001 Arabian Nights as an action sci-fi flick. Sci-fi flick, sorry. Did I say sci-fi? Sci-fi. You said sci-fi. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, at least I it's called okay. myself out. An action sci-fi flick. I'm interested in seeing it. I, I'm wondering, knowing Disney, they're not going to do an anthology. I would prefer an anthology. I think they would do really well with an anthology, especially of A Thousand One Arabian Nights. But I feel like they're going to mesh a bunch of the stories together. What do you think? Uh, I don't, I don't recall Arabian Nights. So, oh, like the the stories from A Thousand yeah. One Arabian Nights. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I know anything about it. So, it's gonna be new to me. You know. No, you've definitely heard of some of these stories. The only thing I'm thinking about Arabian Nights is the song Arabian Nights. Right? Is that is that how it goes? Yes. But yeah. there's Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. That's one of them. Aladdin yeah, is one okay. of them. Okay, so like, yeah. yes, a bunch of them we may not know. I, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stories that are based on stories from A Thousand One Arabian Nights as well. But those are the like two really famous ones that I can remember. So I, I mean, I'm interested in seeing that. I think there's one about a. God, I don't want to say. I don't want to say the one I want to say because I don't want to be wrong and then sound terrible. There is one about a naval man. I'm pretty sure a, a Navy man. I'm just trying to... God, I'm trying to remember exactly. 
Well, let anyway, me get back to I think it. it might just be Alibaba. <laughs> I, I, that might be the only one that I for sure remember. But, yeah, no, dude. Uh, sounds familiar, Alibaba, but I don't... No, yes, fuck yeah, it is Sinbad. Fuck yeah, I didn't want to say Sinbad because I didn't want to sound like an idiot. But yes, no, Sinbad is another one. Sinbad the Sailor, yeah. Oh, Sinbad the Sailor? I thought mm-hmm. you thought talking about Sinbad the the person. I was like the comedian. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, he is he is part of a thousand one Arabian Nights, bro. Oh, you're talking about where he's a genie and stuff, but that never happened because that was a that was never a real movie. <laughs> uh, what's it called? The Mandela effect. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and then awesome. he makes fun of it too. He made a commercial about being uh, Shazam. That's so crazy, man, that we all thought we remembered that shit. No, everyone was thinking about Shax, dude. Yeah, well, yeah, I remembered Shax. Because Shax Kazam came out the same time during the first kid where Sinbad was a security guard for the the president's kid. And they came out during the same time, so I can see why people might have thought that. You know what I mean? Oh, that's interesting. That's good memory, bro. Yeah, yeah, I, lo- I like that because I liked both those movies as a kid. So I never saw the Sinbad one. Really, it's it's pretty good, dude. Dude, watch that movie and then you'll be like, I think this is where my memory's coming from about him being a genie. I'm not not Honestly, even after they I think called that's it out, it's... like I can't see it anymore. Yeah, I, I only see the Shaq version, so I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remembered so... Shaq for sure. Um, okay, well, let's move on. Keep an eye out. A thousand one Arabian Nights. We'll see what it turns into, guys. Last um, one for me, Jason. I don't know if you're a fan of Christmas Story. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, dude, it's all right. It's overrated. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a pretty good film. I think I like it. I not don't even, love it. Not even in my top five Christmas movies, bro. Oh wow. Yeah. I would ask you what your top. You know what? Well, we'll no, get no, into that when, time uh, for that. when yeah, it's December. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this isn't the time guys, for that. We'll, we'll, we'll have a, a little uh, favorite Christmas films in, uh, in coming up coming up after this, right? <laughs> yeah. The four pods of Christmas. The, Maybe we'll do something the, like that. The holiday season. Now, uh, Christmas Story is actually getting a legit sequel with the original actor as an adult bringing his kids back to his childhood home. And it's coming out November 17th, just in time for everyone to watch it on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, supposedly it's going to deal with him, uh, you know, dealing with the death of his father. And, of course, have the, the same kinds of grounded and some more real world things, hijinks that happened in the original for its time. So I'm interested yeah, to see. Yeah, kid. Yeah, ain't gonna shoot an eye out with that thing. Ah, that's a good movie. That's a good movie. I wonder what's gonna be the present that the son wants that is like kind of controversial. You know what I mean? Oh, that'll be a good question. And maybe they won't even care enough about presents. They'll just be buried in there. Maybe he has a daughter and she wants to start an OnlyFans or something like that. Oh, chill. I'd be like, no. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. How much money do you need? I'll (laughs) give you the money. Damn it. (laughs) Oh, man. That's good. That's good. All right. But let's head into TV land, Jason. I know you saw some things. I did, man. I finally, I got a little late hot take for you guys. I finally saw it. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. 
greatest Marvel uh, movie of all time or what? Dude, it, I did not like it, man. <laughs> yeah, it has a lot of problems. It Bro, really it's just, it was just, uh, I guess my biggest critique, it was just kind of just like all over the place. And it and was just kind of feel it. You could like it was just it. thrown together. Like like if YTT had like a deadline to fix, and he had all these plots that you know, which is I wouldn't say it's really his fault because you know after the end of Endgame, like Thor goes off with the Galaxy Squad, and there's just a lot of knots that he has to try and fill and introduce a new villain, and then what what happened with Jane Foster, you know. So, like, I feel like he had to bring all that in, and it just, the movie was ran long, too, and it just still, I feel like it wasn't enough, and it just was just all over the place, man. It really was. Introducing the gods, you know, and... and, and uh, It was, like, three movies that wanted to be good, but none of them were good enough. Yeah, dude, it just, and, and it, which sucks, too, because I think Christian Bale did a great job as a villain, as a Gore the God Butcher. I thought I liked everybody his- did a great job. I thought um natalie portman did an amazing job yeah uh, she did in her role you could see the pain in her face with the cancer and man i feel like they wasted the jane foster storyline that could have easily been its own film or possibly like two three films if they wanted to i don't know if natalie portman just didn't want to do another movie she was like nah you got me for one could be but I just feel like they wasted that storyline. They just threw the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff in there. It didn't. It didn't further the plot at all. It was just there. Yeah, like, like oh, we just have like, to tie oh, up this loose end. It's like, ah. yeah, yeah. We gotta like show them like being with the Guardians of the Galaxy and then leave them all of a sudden. Like they didn't not. They didn't need to be there at all. Like we didn't need any of that at no, all. At all. At fucking all. And you know. <laughs> My issue there was like, so I have a friend uh, who does another pod. I mention him from time to time. Alex from the Pizza Time. Pizza pod. Time. Shout out Pizza Time. Pizza Time. Yeah. So we were talking and he was saying how much he could not stand the CGI in yeah, the dude. scene with the gods. And I was like, man, I'm going to have to rewatch that. Dude, I did not like that either, dude. Like where they're like in the temple and. We, they introduce Zeus and he does the like the bolt thing and stuff like oh, dude, that CGI made was me laugh, though. CGI was awful, bro. Russell Crowe did such a good fucking job, dude. I was like, you, you look pompous. This is fucking yeah, great. dude. And it kind of just shows like how how they depict some of the gods because, dude, yes, a lot of the gods do not care about mortals, dude. They don't. They just like being worshipped and all this shit. So it kind of shows the dark side of the gods and why Gore the God Butcher wants to kill and destroy all the gods. You know? Again, that would have been a great storyline if they've developed it better. It felt like Taika Waititi just like decided, you know what, Let, hey, hey guys, everybody, let's bring our kids to work and just like have a good time. You know, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. True. Like Press. I feel like they, I feel like they could have done more with uh Gore the God Butcher's arc. You know, like, because we, we see him right in the beginning. They just, like, throw us in there, like, in the desert and him losing his daughter right away. And, like, it didn't let us build enough of, like, how much his people worship the gods and they were praying to his god. Like, they should have gone more into that before they just, oh, they died. And then he runs into the god immediately and then he kills him. And, like, that's how he gets the powers and stuff like that. And, it was all, yeah, it all was just, fairly rushed. It, it was just so <laughs> quick, dude. I was just like, whoa. I just didn't make sense to me, man. 
And then, like, some of the jokes didn't even land for me either. Um, I would agree. I felt like they were just trying to be funny. Because they're like, oh, Ragnarok was such a great hit because it was hilarious. But the plot and the story there was great, dude. Like, there was a lot of stuff. And, you know, I did like the, the, the... the callback to Matt Damon being Loki again, you know, and they did the play that acting. Was great, yeah. But like, I was like, yeah, okay, you're just bringing back this old joke again. Like, it's just <sighs> Melissa McCarthy know. showing up as hella though. That was yeah, great. That, that was yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But like, still at the same time, it's just like they're just trying to, you know, uh, what's it called? Redo the old jokes, bring them back. You know, so it's just. I do have to admit that I'm, I, I, my original score is inaccurate. But what I will stand by is that movie is a great kids movie. Like you know how we we saw yeah. movies like Mighty movie Morphin Power close. Rangers yeah, 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 yeah. and all that, and they weren't good. I think I mean this one probably better than those plot lines were. But for kids that see it now, when they grow up, they're gonna see it uh, with the same like they're going to have the same reverence for it that we do for those old films. I don't know what you're talking about, man. That Power Rangers movie was fucking sick. <laughs> Perfection. Should have gotten the fucking yeah. Oscar. Yeah, dude. Ivan Ooze. There was uh, nothing oh, wrong wait. about that. There was, there was no flaws in that movie. Have you rewatched that shit? <laughs> Yo, bro, come on. Come on. You know uh, I'm playing. You're right. You're right. It, again, we got we got to remember that they do. Marvel does also does movie films for kids as well, not just adults. So we gotta can't hate on it so much. We're like, all right, at the end of the day, this this is for a kid. But yeah, I mean that that though, it could have been a better kids movie. Yeah, it could have yeah. been a better kids movie. I will say though, for kids, my kid loved it. She loved it. She had such a good time with it. I yeah, mean, that obviously. Like there were really cool characters that she could pretend to be, and then that whole scene where Thor gives all those children his powers for the day. Yeah, they, she loved that. They literally were using their imaginations to fight. Like that that scene was made for kids. Yeah. And then the end scene with him and his actual and Chris Hemsworth's actual daughter jumping out to fight uh, monsters at the very end. Shit was this shit was made for them to just have a good time with their kids. And make a kids movie, they didn't. They didn't care about all the all the extra stuff, which sucks for us. But I know my kid appreciated it. It is what it is, and I mean they introduced Hercules at the end, so that was cool, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, overall, I'd probably give this like a four nine. Damn. Maybe maybe five one. I can't argue that, man. I can't argue that it's harsh. It, it's I can't de- argue it's that. definitely down there with uh, Captain Marvel. So, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So I've actually watched quite a few things, man. Not gonna lie. I wa- I guess I've watched quite a bit of TV in the past <laughs> in the past couple weeks. A good portion was when I was sick, uh, but still. So first for me is I did watch, based on recommendation from uh, Pod pod Regular Tom. Shout out, Thomas. Shout out. Uh, he said, he told us to watch It Follows. I even said it was in my private collection. I had bought it, and I still hadn't watched it. Finally watched it. I will say, man, that there's definitely 
connections to STDs in that mouth. movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely... Yeah, I mean, you feel t- it. <laughs> I mean, the title alone, right? It follows. <laughs> yeah, and there's just a lot of scenes where you can mirror it to what someone might feel when they have an STD, like in terms of like the shame. And all of that, like when they get it, because I mean, everybody talks shit about STDs, right? It's like a punchline. So the shame that they must feel, I would assume. And then the way people act around them. I, I saw a lot of uh, I saw a lot of comparisons. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But it does not take away from it still being a really good horror film, as Tom said as well. Like you just, you literally are constantly on the lookout for someone just walking towards you. And you don't know who it's going to be this time. But there's always some random person walking towards you that's going to fucking kill you. And no one else can see them but you. And it can be anybody. Kind of like an STD, bro. Oh, I see why, another connection. Why it's important to get tested. Uh, dude, you'd be surprised how many people I know that have gotten STDs. Or STIs. It's, it's, if yeah. I mean, if that's curable. It, it's, it's a lot more common. Than, than I than I would have expected it to be, uh, but it's inter- it's very interesting. So very important to get checked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially you know for our friends out there that you know uh, are are dating openly, living, living single. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, good. Yeah, do do what you guys want, but uh, everyone just make sure as Doctor Dre, be do- if if you're gonna be doing that, as Doctor Dre said, you ever seen that one movie, Kids? No. No, I'm not following. Wait, what? You don't you don't know either of those references? No. Doctor <laughs> Dr. Doctor Dre says that to Eminem, and um, I think it's, I think it's a guilty conscience. Yeah, man. Sorry, not not then, picking it up. I'm not, oh. I'm not I'm not picking up what you're dropping for me right now. And you've never seen the movie Kids? That was like, oh, a long time teen- ago. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, man. Anyway, the point is the the plot of the story in Kids, guys, is there is a girl who finds out that she has HIV and she's going to get AIDS. And she knows exactly who she got it from because she was a virgin like a week prior. And there's this guy that literally has sex with everyone. And she's trying to hunt him down this whole day to let him know that he's got it so that he can stop, you know, being a having having sex with just whoever. Yeah, and so it's just the adventures of these kids who are living lives that they should not be living in New York City. It's a pretty wild story, uh, but anyway, the point is, go get checked, guys. Uh, it follows. Great film. that's good i remember you texting uh uh, myself and thomas and you're like yo this is actually really good great recommendation yeah it was a really solid watch um i think a lot of people have maybe heard of it but not watched it so here's my recommendation guys go check it out i would easily give it like a 7.8 nice solid 7.8 yeah that's good. I That's mean, good recency score. bias, maybe, but I'm um, sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's been like a week or two now. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still feel the same way about it for sure. So, yeah, it's a good film. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get into my next ones because I got a few guys. We watched a few. Uh, I also saw Hellraiser, the new one from 
too. Did you ever see the original? Dude, bits and pieces. I didn't like it. I did not like it, so I never finished watching them. Because, like, I didn't even find them scary. I just didn't. I was like, this is weird. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not I'm not down. I'm not down for this. Yeah, it felt very lame. I know that's, like, the worst phrase to use. But watching it, you're like, I can't buy into any of these characters. I don't know what the motives are. I don't know how any of this happened. It's just happening, and I'm supposed to accept it because they look cool. They don't look cool enough because it was, like, the 80s, so they're... Their costumes weren't like top notch, at least compared to today. So there were a lot of problems there, right? Well, Hellraiser 2022 literally said, all right, bet, and answered all of the questions. <laughs> like, well, not all of them. There's plenty of things that I'm like, wait, but why? How does this happen? But it does give you a lot more motive for the characters, it gives you a lot more. Um, background to the world they are in why they are the way they are who they are so you're like oh this all makes way more sense it does not have really any jump scares that i remember i think maybe one and it wasn't that good of a jump scare it's more of a gross out horror so you see a lot of characters with just like open flesh and that's how they look or people getting tortured and like ripped apart type of things. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of gore, uh, hmm. but it's it's not a jump scare one. I yeah, will I'm not say, really a gore horror person. You oh you're you're not into that. Like, I like the jump scares, man. Like, I want a, I want a film to scare me, and gore I, is just like whatever to me. Yeah, this one. I mean, it's okay. The, okay, well, I'm not like I'm not one of those people. Like, I'm into it. You know, I'm like yo that gore doesn't you know what i mean not like that it's just like yeah i don't want to see gore like it doesn't bother me like okay you know that's not what gets you though no I'm, i, I, yeah, I yeah. get what you're saying i was just gonna say this one is um it's still i mean the the concept is still pretty scary mm-hmm. it just didn't scare me that much it more was just like well this is kind of a weird ass it's still weird it's still very very weird i mean that you can't take that away from the characters that were in the story right True. But I will say that it's a lot better made. Uh, I'd give it like a 6.3. All right. So re- definitely a rewatchable one. Yeah. I probably wouldn't rewatch it, but I'm not going to give it a low rating because I know it's well made and the story was solid. Acting, it was okay. So you would at least recommend someone like, yeah, give it a, give it a watch. Yeah, give it a watch. I yeah. would absolutely recommend to give it a watch. If you are into horror and you don't mind like gore, it's it's got a really interesting concept for you to definitely watch. I, I there were some sequences that I was like, this is really cool. This is really, really well made. I was impressed. Especially after seeing the first one. It looked like it was made in someone's, you know, in someone's house or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh where, where's that at again? Uh, Netflix, right? Yes, uh, Hellraiser 2022, not Netflix, I'm sorry, Hulu. It's on Hulu. Hulu. Streaming now, guys, for Halloween season. Hulu? Hulu. Nice. This next oh. one's on Netflix, right? The next one is on Netflix. Did you get to watch it, Jason? No, not yet, oh, dude. Oh, Jason, you're sleeping, dude. You're sleeping. Uh, dude, I, I was just, you know, I was too busy carving pumpkins, uh, Halloween puzzle, you know what I'm saying? I don't but... want to hear excuses, though. <laughs> it's it's I, I I don't know if I don't know if I want to watch it because I don't 
I'm probably gonna cry, and I don't know if I want. I feel like crying right now. You know what I mean? Not gonna lie, man. It. I is... still get choked up even talking about it. I'm thinking about it right now. God damn it. Um. Yeah, it, it's a great story for Kobe Bryant. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> the Redeem Team on Netflix. It follows the story of the Olympic team. Uh, that lost in 2004 and then ended up getting the gold in 2008. Their journey getting there, uh, the journey of many of the players, which included LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Mm. Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, uh, Carlos Boozer, all these like really great players. Chris Paul. They all, they all, uh, well, not all of them, all of them, but most of them took interviews for it too. And yeah, it was this... just a really, really good story about how they got to, they got back to the gold in 08. Yeah, this team is um, known for like in comparison to the the, the dream teams uh, with uh, MJ, Magic, right, and Larry Bird, uh, Charles Barkley. Like they compare that to this, like who would be better, right? Um, who do you think? Who would I? I mean, me because I'm biased and. Kobe's my favorite player, favorite player of all time. I think um, in today's era, I think uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm gonna go redeem team, bro. Same. I know that uh, the old heads are gonna be mad, but yeah, yeah. I think Kobe <laughs> could go shot for shot with Michael easy. Oh, and yes, he could, yeah. and he could play good defense. They would, they would probably cancel each other out a bit. Yeah, and not only that, it's just uh, Magic and Larry Bird are already like past their primes here. Yeah, LeBron would have uh, ran through Magic. Yeah, after this year, I think uh, Kobe won. Yeah, back-to-back championships, so he was still in his prime. I uh, will say LeBron and Dwayne Wade were coming into their prime, and Dwight was three-time Defensive Player of the Year. You know, like he was fucking destroying it. Like it's it's close, dude. It, it would. Be I will close. say at that on the boards, I think the '92 team would win because they had like what, oh, yeah. Patrick Ewing and who else. Yeah, David Robinson, bro. David Charles Robinson, Barkley, Carl David. Malone, right? Yeah, Carl Malone. Yeah, on the uh, boards. Yeah, Carl Malone. Yeah, dude. It's... On the boards, easy the dream team, but I think shooters and like athletic abilities. I don't know, man. That redeem team had some players that could make some yeah. crazy fucking shots. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm really excited to see it because I've seen a little bit of TikTok clips from, um, from redeem team and. Like I said, it was mostly Kobe stories, and I I got choked up, dude. Like I was just like, "There's no other, there's no other person that's ever gonna be like him. Like his work ethic, his work ethic is unmatched." Dude, do me a favor, watch it, watch <laughs> it. All right, yeah. I want to talk about it with you, so watch it. All right, all right, but yeah, that's on Netflix, guys. Uh, if it, it's from the same makers of like, not makers, right? But like during the same time of the that um. Mentai Tale one. Oh, Untold? It was an Untold story, or is it just the same people? Oh, it was an Untold? I thought it was Untold Redeem Team. Oh, Never mind. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, either either way, that, that's another one that you guys have to watch, too, on Netflix uh, with uh, Mentai Tale that we talked about in the past, about him being catfish and stuff. Another crazy watch. I know we talked about it already, so just highly recommend that for you guys yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely, guys. There's, oh, man. You you love Manti Teo after that. I mean, I, didn't I did. Have a I really with did him before, but I fucking love that guy now. Yeah, I didn't like him because I'm not. I don't. I don't like Notre Dame. I, I'm a Texas guy. 
and any other powerhouse team I dislike. <laughs> so <laughs> Damn, that's 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 some true team love right there. Yeah, dude. With college football, it's just and uh college basketball, it's just like Texas and fuck everyone else. Damn. Okay. Unless it's, it's certain players, like I, I like certain players like from you know, like I love Justin Herbert coming out of the, the Oregon Ducks. And uh, he uh, he beat us tonight for Monday Night Football. Uh, we lost in overtime. The Broncos did. So, Damn, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. He also lost me in fantasy football. So I, I took two L's tonight, guys. Sorry, bro. <sighs> it's all good. <laughs> but all right, anyways. Leah, let's, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, we're going to come back to you guys next week uh, with a special episode, hopefully on the She-Hulk finale. Last few episodes, uh, a little bit of Andor, but we're gonna we're not gonna talk about those this week because we do have a few other things, and then we're gonna go into our cheers for fears. So, Jason, I watched a horror classic. I wa- I just finished watching it today. Which one? The Omen, nineteen sixty With... something. Oh, nineteen sixty something. Yeah, yeah, it's from the 60s. That I know. Oh, dude, I was thinking about The Others with Nicole Kidman. I need to rewatch that one. God, I remember watching that as a kid. and just being like, this movie is scary as shit. I'm just really? kidding. It's 1976. 1976, The Omen. Wait, wait, hold on. Before you get into The Omen, you thought The Others was scary? I think it had some pretty good jump scares, man. Creep outs. By the end, you're like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to leave the movie scared. You know, there's scary movies that you leave the movie and you're like, oh, I'm still a little scared. True that, true that. It's not one of those, but when you're in that movie, you're like, oh man, this is really creepy. There's some really good moments that were just yeah, yeah. downright I guess you're creepy. Right. I really enjoyed the others. I like the twist at the end. It's It was a really good film. Yeah. So tell me about The Omen. So The Omen, I mean, spoiler alert for a <laughs> over 50-year-old film at this point. No, not 50 years old yet. Almost. Almost 50 years old. Mm. But uh, it is the story of the Antichrist. And this man adopts a child because his his supposedly dies in childbirth. And so he adopts this child without his wife knowing so that she can think that it's theirs uh, by the word of a priest. And the story pretty much just unfolds as to what is happening with this young boy. And how he is slowly getting uh, just demonic followers over time, and these crazy things start happening around the family. He's like it the is, Antichrist, right? He is the Antichrist. Yeah, he's so, got the number of the beast and all. There's a remake of this in the 2000s. There is from 2006. Yeah, I heard that was terrible. I it was seen. terrible. It, it was, was terrible. pretty bad. Yeah, dude, yeah, this one's terrible. pretty good, man. Not gonna lie, it's a well-made film. I was like, oh shit, this is a good movie. It had me going. Okay. I was anxious at the end. You you see what's going to happen at the end coming from a mile away, but you're like, ah, it's still such good. It's still such good uh, cinema. Like you see it coming, and you're like, oh, I know it's coming, and I'm still going to like it. It's going to piss me off, but I'm going to like it. So it was, it's a cool film. Have you you've you know what happens in the story, right? Um. Dude, I forgot. All right, then I'll leave. I'll leave it. The, mo- the movie was trash. As a surprise. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll leave it as a surprise. Definitely check out the original. Man, it it was good. 
it was Doesn't really like good. i'm gonna take a wild guess but the antichrist kid gets the mom pregnant again somehow um i'm not gonna say anything there okay all right sounds good but they're okay i'll say this i'll say this no but there is something that's going on with pregnancy okay. um so there there is a plot line that has to do with uh pregnancy check it out dude. okay okay yeah okay so the the new one kind of does tie into a lot to it now that i'm thinking about it but like i said it, it was just a while ago 06 so but i remember not liking it too much so like it, the memory didn't stick i guess yeah i mean i heard that one was trash check this one out man check it out the omen you guys can check that out on hbo max classic horror film had to watch it for spooky season it was a really good watch. It was a good watch. Did you watch it with Katya? Hell no. Oh, okay. crazy. Okay. I'm not going to watch that with my daughter. <laughs> Insane. Oh, she, was she in bed already or just, just with the... You know, I had to watch it in pieces because I've just... I mean, we've got things oh, okay. going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, sense. when she goes to sleep, I watch portions of it. I also watched pieces of it at work. It took me, it took me a good amount of time to finish this film. <laughs> and it's Damn, not that long. Yeah. It's an hour, 40 minutes. That's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have like a break at work. And so I was grading papers. And while I was grading papers, I was just watching the movie. So if anyone came in, they'd be like, what the heck is going on? I'd be like, sorry, kids, don't listen to this. You just hear, you just hear some ominous music and Latin sounding uh, singing. It was, it was intense. It was good. All right. But I got to move on. A couple other things. I watched... I don't know if you saw it. It's on Amazon Prime. And it was getting a lot of buzz talk from reviews. It was getting really, really for a while. And then it tanked a bit. Uh, the Tender Bar with uh, Ben Affleck? No. So it is based on the memoir of this guy, J.R. McGuire. He grew up in, I'd say, like 70s, 70s? And it's a it's just a story about a coming of age story about him all the way from childhood getting raised by his family through college and through the first few years out of college. And just like just the struggles of his family and how much they love each other. And like it it's just it's a feel-good film and I enjoyed it, man. I really, really liked it. Not gonna lie, I found it relatable on a lot of different levels. If you watch it, you'll you'll I'll know why. It. I'll see why. Yeah, and uh, director was George Clooney. Hmm. With yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a fifty-one percent, though, guys. So, eh. take what I say with a grain of salt. You know. Yeah, you know I, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of movies that I like that Rotten Tomatoes either shits on or like gives high scores, like or gives really high scores, and I'm like, this wasn't good. Um, so, and I, I pay attention more to the audience score than a critic score. I think that's w- one thing that's really important that you got to pay attention to for Rotten Tomatoes scores. Ooh, the audience score was uh, 69%. Yeah. See, I feel like the audience score gets it a little bit more right than the critics. Yeah. It's, I'll it's tell a, you what, I, feel I like would the critics recommend are more watching. just about of what's going on in the world and like, they feel like they have to either like it or dislike it because of what the movie's about. You know what I mean? I feel so. like critics sometimes just dislike something to dislike it. Yeah. Just to take a shit on something. <laughs> but 
who am I? Who am I? I'm just uh, but a lowly podcaster. Yeah, exactly. But I'm so definitely... not knocking on people. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's totally fine. But at the yeah. end, end of the day, you got to be your own judge to a film. Yeah, for like, tender... for example, Hocus Pocus. Loved it. You guys don't like it, so that's okay. I don't care. Hey, we can't all like the same things all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not mad. You know, I was like, I get it. You know, it just my sisters played it all the time, so it grew on me, bro. And, hey, man, I ain't hating. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't yeah. hating on you. I know why people like that movie. I know. So for Tender Bar, uh, I would probably, God, I'm between a six point seven and a six point eight. Probably right, well, yeah, fair lean, enough. Yeah, lean six point seven. I would rewatch it. I would rewatch okay. it. Yeah. Uh, where did you say that was? Amazon Prime. There we go. What year did that come out? That chance? came out this last year. Last year. Oh, okay. So fairly recent Ben Affleck movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got hmm. Ty Sheridan, Ben Affleck. It's got a. It's got a few famous people in it. Uh, definitely for me, it was definitely a feel-good movie. Very coming of age. Um, a lot of themes about um, fatherhood, family, um, even even youth, uh, acceptance, like finding your place in the world. All of those themes play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you know, it was a good way to describe how people feel when they're, when they're going through those stages of life uh, and you have cer- certain circumstances. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. Sweet, man. Well, I had to catch that one. Absolutely, man. Uh, Amazon Prime. Now, last one that I know you haven't watched before we get into the, the one that we've both watched is Muppets Haunted Mansion, my friend. Spooky season is on. And Katya loves watching her Muppets Haunted Mansion. Starring Will Arnett. Muppets Haunted Mansion, huh? Yeah. Starring Will Arnett and uh, Taraji P. Henson, if, if you can believe that. Oh. Yeah. Taraji P. Do they nice. get the Muppets always I get love good actors? Always. It's it trips me out. I've every Muppet thing I've ever seen has had like a big name actor in it, and they do a great job. Uh, this everyone, one, everyone was, loves the Muppets. That's true. This one was more of a, a kids movie. Like I would recommend Muppets Christmas Carol to any person, but this one, like I wouldn't say, yeah, you should go watch it. No, probably not. Uh, if you are with a little cousin that's down to watch it, sit down and watch it with them. You won't hate it. I'll say that. Mm, okay. Well, um, um, where's that at? Is Muppets Disney? It's not Muppets right? is Disney. Yeah, they bought they bought uh, all so of Disney Plus properties. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Disney Plus, my friend. Now that yeah. one, it's hard to rate because it's more of a kids' film. So just like, I'll I'll rate it as if it was not a kids' film. I'd give it like a five, maybe like a four point eight, four point nine. Okay, you just like a easy watch to watch. Yeah, not yeah. not a whole lot going on. You're not going to get great, uh, great plot lines. It's it's fine. It's fun for a kids movie. Throw that bitch back up into like a seven. <laughs> uh, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know what's funny? Um, now that you bring that up, when we were covering pumpkins, we ended up watching. We had a uh, Beetlejuice in the background. Uh huh. You know, shout out Gabby. Yeah. Uh, and then um, we put 
also the haunted mansion with uh, eddie murphy how's that one it's awful dude oh it's awful but like it's like uh kind of the haunted mansion kind of sounds like the muppet mansion so it's like it's probably the same storyline it's like a kid yeah it's it's like a kid it's definitely a kid film like i know a lot of people really like it but like for it just was never for me i think i was already too old to like that film I think maybe if I was younger, I would have liked it. You know what I mean? I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, carry, carry on, man. Uh, you know, just your classic uh, Kermit, everybody, you know? So, uh, you know, sound, Kermit sound, barely sounds, shows up in the like, story. Wow. It's mostly uh, Gonzo. Miss Piggy. Oh, okay. No, Miss Piggy Gonzo's barely cool comes too. out in it, too. It's all, Gonzo's it's all Gonzo cool, and then uh, the shrimp. Well, the prawn. I'm sorry. He, he makes it very clear. He is not a shrimp. He is a king prawn. <laughs> okay. So that that was... Uh, yeah, it's not it's not bad. Again, kids movie. Um, if you watch it with your kids, you won't hate your life. So that's why I, <laughs> I gave it a kid rating and I gave it like a, a realistic rating. Will Arnett was funny in it, though. And Taraji P. Henson does a great job. So, All right. One thing that we did watch that is still Disney Plus, right? And this shit, I know, recency bias, I don't give a fuck. I would give this shit an eight. Like, easy eight. eight I enjoyed eight, one, it eight, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I eight agree. One, I agree. Probably eight one is where I'll stick to. Um, it was fun, dude. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The only reason is it's... I wish it was a film. That's why I wouldn't give it a bigger... A bigger rating. <laughs> I wish it was longer. Yeah, exactly. I wish it was a two-hour film. Uh, what we're talking about, guys, is Werewolf by Night on Disney Plus starring Gael Garcia Bernal. I don't think there's anyone else in that movie that or that special that's famous, right? Don't even know that person's name. But I will say this, guys. It's a Marvel product. And we talked about this in our previous pod. It's a, they're paying homage to like the fifties horror films and it's all black and white. And, you know, back in the day, right. I think it was the fifties, sixties horror films. It was all about monster movies. So this was a monster film or a monster episode. A monster mash. Yeah, it was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Hey, Hey, I got the dead jokes. Hey, got the good jokes. Um, Great, great, great episode. Yeah, dude. I, I honestly, I was like, I, I was. Jamie and I watched it. We both liked it. I'm glad it wasn't like horror, horror, like where there was a lot of jump scares for her. Bro, so you gotta was, stop saying that word, bro. Dang, this is horror, a family horror? podcast. Horror, oh, horror. horror! Oh, got it, got it. Go on. Yeah, man. What'd you think I said? Nothing. Man, dog. What are you talking about? Gutter, bro. What? Who said? Uh, Go on. Well, so after this, after this ended, right? Because like, hey, it was a special for the Halloween. What if they did this every year for Halloween now? From I fucking forward? hope they do. Like, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, please don't let this be a one-off. Please, like they'll have a Halloween special. You know how like uh, the Simpsons always had Halloween specials during the whole. Ho- yes, uh, Treehouse of Horror. Treehouse yes, of dude. Horror. Like, what if Marvel did this like every year? For, but like, that would be sick, right? I would love that, dude. I would honestly just like, oh, if I could see him every, even if it's not him, like another Man Thing story. I thought Man Thing was fantastic. 
to watch. Oh, yeah, Man Thing was cool. Elsa Bloodstone was really cool. And I know that they're going to put her in the Blade film because clearly she does not age if she has the stone. Who knows if Gael Garcia Bernal's character ages. I just think they can do so much with it. And I'm here for it. I'm here for every fucking second of it, dude. Yeah, and I don't want to ruin it for our our listeners out there that haven't seen it because it, I think it's a must watch, especially if you guys like Marvel. Literally, go into it. You're like, whoa, this is Marvel. Yes, it is. So, and it's a stone, right? The Bloodstone. Like, mm-hmm. is, that an, is that a type of Infinity Stone? Like, well, what's going on here? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't Probably know not, if it's it has an like Infinity Stone, but I do know that it plays a big role in like Marvel horror. And yeah. it actually helps uh it turns Elsa Bloodstone's blood into poison. Mephisto. Oh, oh, it does? Okay. Yeah, so vampires, if they bite her, they're fucking dead. Ooh, crazy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So very, very intriguing. It's about uh this person, this this monster hunter that owns the mansion, uh passes away, so he brings in all the hunters. To whoever can slay this monster will have the bloodstone and take over as the head hunter, right? So that's pretty much the plot of the film. And you find out that uh you know later on about this monster, and you find out that about these hunters and um a who done it kind of thing, too. Really yeah, I, it. I loved God you gotta see of and not his character in that. Because he was very much just like pretending to be a hunter, but not very well. Yeah. And it was it was just fun to watch him. And the way they made him look was very much like the wolfman instead of like oh, a so werewolf. Sick. I was yeah. like, man, good throwback. Well, way to there. spoil it, but all right, that's cool. Um Well, I mean, they show that in the previews. I don't know, man. I see the trailers, but like I, I just didn't really I mean, I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Oh, this is making but me you... feel bad. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all, you should feel bad. <laughs> no, but no, I agree with you. It's it's a really fucking cool movie, or not movie, but special. And it's it's a joy to watch. You know, the director is actually a really famous composer. Hmm. He's been he's been doing a lot of work. Uh, Michael Giacchino. He's been doing a lot of work in Hollywood for decades now. I would say that he did. God. His most famous compositions. I think he's done Jurassic World, Zootopia. I don't know if he is. I feel like he has done Wait, Game so of he's Thrones. D- he's done the classic. No, that was uh, okay. That was God, that was the guy, the same guy that did Jaws and Star Wars. Oh, okay. God, if I, it's gonna I know, kill yeah, me. I know what you're talking about, but yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that one. Yeah, but on the he, tip of our tongue, the teeth so and lips. I'm looking. I'm looking right now at some of his compositions, and clearly, he did Ratatouille as well. Uh, he did. He definitely did uh, uh, Jurassic World. I see that a lot of Jurassic World stuff. He's he's just done some really good compositions uh, over the past couple of decades that like in films that are very memorable and he directed this one lots of disney i think oh he did the batman the, f- the batman with uh the new one robert pattinson, pattinson. yeah 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 oh that's him fuck i still yeah yep he did the score for coco he 
did the Star Trek films, War of the Planet of the Apes. I'm looking at it now. He did he did do Thor Love and Thunder. I'm sorry about that one. But he also did Jojo Rabbit, um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the Spider-Man movies. I could keep going if you want. Zootopia, Doctor Strange, Carter, Cloverfield. Yeah, enough said, bro. He's great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, he directed this. And he did the score for it, and it was so on point. Remember when I talked about Dope, how they used music that sounded like it was a, it was a throwback horror film, like yep. from Universal? It's exactly the kind of music. Yeah, It was, it was the crazy. exact... Uh, it, it was solid. Can't say... I don't want to say too, too much more than that, guys. Check it out. It is definitely worth a watch. Uh, I don't think you'll regret it. I really don't. Werewolf by Night, great Halloween special. This is the time, guys. It's spooky season. Yeah, guys. Highly recommend it. Watch it anytime at night. Even show the kids because it's just a classic horror. It's not even that scary. There's there is like maybe one or two like small jump scares, but they do enough, right? You're just kind of like, oh, cool, you know. But not like, oh shoot, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, kind of thing. So yeah, definitely not like that. All right, man. And last up for our TV land. House of Dragon. We're going to go through episode 8 and 9 real quick, so we'll try to keep it as short as possible, but a lot of a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff happened uh, these past two episodes. <laughs> yeah, episode Great. 8, we got to see Corliss' brother get his head chopped off by Damon for calling Rhaenyra's kids bastards. That's for sure. Well, I mean, he had, he, you know, he admitted it. You know, he, uh, I mean, he's, he's just saying what everyone knows already. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was interesting um, that she got Rhaenyra got her dad to actually like come out and and speak on her behalf. He was not looking good, but he did it. Yeah, he uh the serious, he's pretty much looks like a a walking skeleton at this point in episode 8 and it kind of seems like everyone gets the feeling that he's going to leave soon, like real real soon like this man's going to die pretty soon. And it seems like people are trying to plot against Rhaenyra. And Rhaenyra wants to speak to his dad. He's like, Dad, like, you need to do something here. Like, well, what's going on? Am I still your heir? Like, I just need some reassurance here. And Viserys is like, you know what? Um, they've been doing uh, the Queen, Queen Alicent, and Otto, the right hand, have been kind of calling all the shots since he's just been just awfully sick can't do anything for himself again just he's he has a freaking face shield on his on the left left side or right side of his face because if you were to remove it and he's just decaying there's all skin and bone missing an eye but he still gets out of his deathbed and reaffirms her as the heir to the iron throne that was such a g move oh so dude i had so much respect for Viserys after this honestly he ends dying in the last episode, episode eight, which is probably my favorite episode because there's just a lot of foreshadowing for what's to happen and how much conflict between family members too. Yeah, and how Viserys got his name, uh, Viserys the Peaceful. Yeah, he was like trying that. to keep the peace uh, in all seven realms, man. Like I really respect this man, and you know, at first I was like, you know what, this this king is weak, but like he was just honestly just. Making sure again, just trying to keep the peace within and within the seven realms and make everyone happy. You so know, on his he, deathbed, though, what does he do? 
Well, and it's not his fault. He was, not his you fault. know, dying. He was literally dying. Yeah, so he was dying, and he thought he was speaking to Rhaenyra because Rhaenyra foolishly names her kid Aegon. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we all know, Alicent has also a son named Aegon. And prior to the very ending, Viserys has told Rhaenyra about Aegon, the song, right? The, the song of being the, the song true of king. fire and ice, the song of fire and ice, how he should be true king. Mm-hmm. So Viserys thinking that Rhaenyra is still there on the side of his bed because he's about to die at the very end of this episode. Uh, Queen Allison is next to him on the deathbed and he's thinking it's Rhaenyra and saying he's like the song I told you about Aegon. Aegon it's should be you. true king. It's yeah. you, yeah. No, it was Aegon's story. Yeah, Aegon's story. He's like yeah. the, the prince that was promised. It's you. And he thinks he's talking to Rhaenyra. And it's Alicent. And she's totally confused by this. Because Targaryens don't tell other people about the Song of Fire and Ice. Uh, for you Game of Thrones fans, you know what the Song of Fire and Ice is. It is very much a, an important piece of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. See? Yeah, over my yeah. head bro so yeah it's a it's a really huge like important thing and it was meant for Rhaenyra and he was wrong Rhaenyra is not the prince that was promised but she would be a descendant to, uh, I mean yeah she would be um, not an, a descendant she would birth the descendant yeah the descendants yeah, yeah. her descendants would be the uh, true kings. the true prince that was promised and you know, it's it's just unfortunate because you finally got to see Alicent and Rhaenyra make amends, like truly make amends, put aside their differences to to have a good time and become friends again. And then this happens. And of course, episode nine, they spend almost the entire time plotting well, to get Aegon on the throne. Well, I, I, let's let, let's let's backtrack a little bit. The series before he ends up dying on the deathbed has a dinner for the whole family cousins and all um so rainier's side of the family with damon who she's married to damon now and then queen allison's side of the family and her kids Aegon and amond and he's just like i'm tired of you guys fighting because he knows he's dying he's like i just want you all to make amends and i and and just just be a family and that's when rainier and allison realize like yeah we we got to brush our our differences aside and they like you said they they made amends but there's also some scenes in that in that uh, dinner table where a pig was thrown in front of Aemon and uh, Rainier's kids laugh at him because Luke, Luke specifically. Yeah. Jace is off somewhere else, but Luke snickers. Yeah, he laughs because they when they were younger, they he didn't have a dragon. Now he has the biggest dragon. But they gave him a pig as a dragon, so he laughs. So Amon kind of takes offense to it, but he's older now. So he's a little bit more sophisticated and a little bit more well-versed. So he's like, you know what, uh, Viserys, you are right, father. You are right. I, I should make amends to, every, you know, uh, especially Rhaenyra's uh, kids, um, Luke and what's his name? Jace? Jace, yeah. Yeah. That's the older. Yeah, the oldest one. Uh, you guys are courageous. Um loving people and especially you guys are strong you're so strong 
That's the last <laughs> name of the father everyone knows is their father. Yeah, the true father. Harley and, Strong. And they get, you know, obviously they get they take offense to that and they're like, what? I didn't say anything. I just said they were strong. You know? Um very funny. I I, I thought that was a great moment uh for Amon. He's starting to grow on me, dude. He's like a young Damon. Yeah, a little Especially bit. Especially in I, episode nine. I think he's I think he's a bit of a punk, but yeah. I, I just worry that he's on, he's definitely clearly going to be on the wrong side of this war. He's more <laughs> he's more fit to be king than Aegon is. His brother. Oh yeah, I mean he mentions that in episode nine, right? He's got the dragon. He's well versed. He doesn't drink all the time. He's a responsible guy. Like he he thinks he should be king, and I think at some point that's going to become problematic for him, and I think that's going to deteriorate the relationship with him and his brother because of his jealousy for his brother who doesn't even want it. And he knows his brother doesn't want it, but he still is jealous of his brother. Yeah. But like you said, going into episode nine, we end with the episode eight where, like you said, Valerius Viserys was telling Allison accidentally that Aegon, the prince to come or right. Prince that was promised. Yeah. yeah prince yeah. that was promised. So right in the beginning, dark, dark scene whole the whole episode is dark yeah just like i was told in his deathbed that so-and-so was supposed to uh take the throne and she calls you know the council she calls the whole council and she tells him like i heard in his deathbed and all like right right after she said that otto's her dad i was like okay well cool like this is what we need to do and then everyone else in the whole council was just like yeah yeah we this is what we need to do and then she she's kind of in shock she's like wait have you guys been plotting this like all along? Like, why do you guys already have all this planned already? And everyone in the council, except one person was like, yo, this is wrong. This is treason. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, how, we're just going to just dethrone Rhaenyra, like just to listen to by the, the word of someone like no one else was there. How, how, how do we know this is true or not? Like and this Kristen is Cole fucked just up. Bashes his fucking head into the table. Yeah. That Kristen Cole, Cole is the worst. Now he's the fucking worst. Bro, it happens when you know. Well, as soon as someone breaks your heart, dude, that's the men just turn cold, bro. It just happens. Hey, and this episode, <laughs> clearly, all these men are in love with Alicent, right? She gets them to do things because they're in love with her. It's kind of crazy. Too so including weird. Kristen uh, Cole. Yeah. Well, Laris with the feet. Yeah. Yeah. Feet I mean. fetish, dude. I, that's that's another thing, man. I'm kind of weirded out about this show. Like they're making incest and feet, feet fetish like seem okay. Like just. I mean, is both that... of them didn't feel okay. Like, Laris's yeah. was very uncomfortable. Very the uncomfortable. incest thing, like, the, the first time they presented it, it was a very uncomfortable, gut-wrenching scene. I think they just like making people feel uncomfortable, more so than, like, trying to normalize it. Okay, all right, all right. As long as, I mean, is, is that what you're feeling? Because, like, it just feels like they're trying to normalize all this stuff. And I'm like, ah. Oh. No, for me, it's I mean, like I they're... Mean... They're trying no to get. They're trying to get you uncomfortable. Kind of raise awareness, hopefully. Not even that. They're just literally just. They're just trying to like. Yeah. Oh yeah, this dude. This person's doing this fucked up thing. This and is like kind of fucked up. Although he's, I mean, he's only gonna tell her like Laris is only gonna tell Allison stuff if he gets to see her feet, and yeah, like it was yeah like I was. And lot. Allison, I mean, what? I mean, I'm still Queen Allison, bro. Team Queen Allison, bro, because she's just trying to do everything 
for what's best for her, not herself, but like what she thinks is best for everybody. But there was that one scene with a uh, princess, uh, uh, Rainice, Rainice, and Rainice calls her out and is like, "It's like, oh, th- you know, these people should be on the throne." Blah blah blah. It's like, have you never ever once thought yourself being on the throne? And Allison was kind of thrown off by that because I don't think she really has. Like, she just wants. She's never everyone. thought of herself as a person with true power. Yeah. And she's starting to realize that if she does make the right moves, she is a person who could have a lot of power. Yep. She's always tried to do it for other people. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, this whole episode, especially with the breakout of Rhaenys at the end, it's, it's very much drawing the lines in the sand uh, of who's going on whose side. And I think Renice is gonna go warn uh, Rhaenyra that she's hey. at, she's for sure gonna do that. But I don't know if she's gonna back her up. I feel like she will, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, which is gonna happen. I hope she does. This this season finale is looking to be really interesting. Also, why didn't Renice just say Dracarys at the end, bro, and just? She could have that would have been the end of the series. Could have ended it. the whole civil war, bro. Yeah, the whole show is done. That we know is coming. You know what I mean? You know, I still I was wondering that too. And people are gonna ask that question, but of course, that would take the fun out of the whole story. I feel like they're gonna play it off as like, well, some of these are still her family members. Um, maybe she hasn't picked sides. But we all know they did it for plot. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, why I still like Allison was because Otto sent his goons to go find Aegon. Because, right, you know, we, we just find out that he's dead and all this stuff. So he sent his goons to go find Aegon before Allison finds Aegon because they're both trying to influence him on what to do. Mm-hmm. Allison wants Aegon not to kill Rhaenyra because uh, after he takes the throne... He's like, hey, she's going to try and like kind of deny you for this because like she was the true, but like this is what the king told me. But yeah. I, I still, she's still my friend deep down inside, and we made amends, and you do not kill her, just fucking banish her. Which Otto is completely different. He wanted to influence him to like, hey, she's going to come try and come after your throne. We got to kill them, and you got to fucking call for their heads. So it was a battle for that. I think, I mean, obviously it shows Allison still has... Um, it's still a good person, dude. Yeah, she's Sorry, she's man. not she's trying to be a bad, bad person. It's, it's fine, I'm going to back her up to the, till, till I die, dog. Okay. Although she knows deep down inside, though, that Aegon shouldn't be king, fucking yeah. king. Because in this he's episode, too, we, we find out like how fucking horrible he is, dude. You find out that he has like fucking abandoned-ass kids like living in dungeons and shit and fighting. Letting them do kid fights where they fucking yeah. sharpen the... That's wild. Yeah, dude. He's 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 just impregnating other women and just like spreading his seed everywhere and like people know about this and they're just covering it up because he's a fucking prince and now he's going to be king. And I did some research and his nickname when he's older, he's called Aegon the Terrible. Of course he is. So, of course, it's going to be very bad in, in the coming future. I mean, you see the 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 confidence that he suddenly got when he was there on the throne. And he's he a sadistic guy. 
So that those two things in Game of Thrones spelled disaster, man. Yeah. Always. As soon as, as soon as people started cheering him, he's like, he felt the power, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this fucking feels great. I'm about to fucking rule the shit out of this." Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let, we'll we'll see what happens in this final episode, man. Final episode of the season. We'll catch you guys up on that one next week with uh, She Hulk and some Andor talk as well. Hell yeah. That's going to be it for us this week, guys. Uh, Check out our feature presentation, which is Cheers for Fears. We'll be dropping that. It's probably, by the time you hear this, it will probably already be dropped. So we'll be dropping that very soon this week. Jason, you got any shout-outs before we go? I do, man. Uh, Shout-out to... Jamie, she's going to go to a concert this uh, coming weekend. Um, it's called When We Were Young Festival. All the emo bands that we used to love with, were in love with uh, back in the day. I'm jealous. Like, you know, I'm jealous. Paramore, Taking Back Sunday, just uh, My Chemical Romance, dude. Just a, a galore of fucking, just, you know, when we're in love with uh, the punk emo phase back in the day when we were in high school. Uh, she's going to go to that in Las Vegas. So I hope you have a great trip. Be safe. Love you. Um, shout out to yes, the spooky season, I guess, man. And uh, just uh, hope hopefully everyone's enjoying it and uh, taking advantage of it. And shout out to the weather right now in Arizona, dude. It's so fucking beautiful. Same. So fucking beautiful, so dude. Nice here, man. <sighs> love I love it, it, dude. Love every second of it. The high is the '80s, and I know, guys. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but promise you it's not it just feels so great right now (laughs) this whole week the high is going to be 89 twice that's amazing yes i'm so excited i'm so excited and you have to deal with humidity i don't so i feel you brother (laughs) but you guys get way higher levels of heat anyway uh shout outs for me always uh shout out to gabby uh i would i would not i would be nothing without you so i appreciate you and a shout out to amanda sister-in-law Hope you enjoyed your birthday. Um, let's see. Any other shout-outs? I think that's it for me. Uh, love you guys. We'll see you next week. And please tune in to Cheers for Fears. Have a good one, guys.